Pop and pee. Pee. And prolapse. Pop pee. and pee. Yeah. Why why do you say pop and pee? Pop. Pelvic organ prolapse. Oh. oh. <laughs> pop. I was like, what's popping? What are we what are we doing? It's an acronym. You should know military lady. Pelvic organ. organ. Prolapse. prolapse. Yes, Pop. I'm aware of what an acronym is, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Military lady. <laughs> Military lady. Um, you guys. Pop and pee. This is one of those episodes that's like, it's a need to know. But yeah, I would it's say a, it's on a must know basis. Must know for all. And for all reasons. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about the pelvic floor on this podcast. But it's always linked to your wellness, like mental wellness mm-hmm. and vice versa. Quite They're always correlated, y'all. So yes. if you're ever like, well, who cares about my bladder? Well, you should. Yes. And Marcy definitely. <laughs> I fucking care about that goddamn bladder. Oh, yeah. Someone's and the placement you. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, I give you some tips on leaking urine and managing prolapse. So mm -hmm. you definitely want to listen through for those. Yep. And um, yeah. Pop and pee. Pop and pee. Enjoy. And I'm Join motherhood wellness expert Allison from the Honest Peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert Dr. Marcy at the Down There Doc as they do a deep dive into all things hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pee field sheets and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no, no mama, mama left behind. Yo. <laughs> I love when you start the podcast. I think another time you've said, what up? We're here. That's it. What? You're <laughs> just me. listen to me breathe for an hour. Hit me. Hit me. Hi. Yeah. What up? Oh hi, my god. Hi. Pardon. Ooh, little frog in your throat there. <laughs> Clear it. Clear you know, it I've been having a lot of um congestion lately. Mm, seasonal allergies. Yeah, it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. I started doing my be. my Flomax spray. Flonase. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> Flomax is for prostate problems for men to help them pee. <laughs> Correct. Well, you took Viagra. I did. So I did. Flomax the would be nope. two out of the, that fur penis is really yeah. going strong these my days. Fur, my fur penis <laughs> is very furry and the fur is starting <laughs> to migrate down and turning gray. So that makes me feel <gasps> no. really good. No. Yeah. Okay. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're not going to tell you. You know, you know. <laughs> okay. Wait. So talking about that though, I yeah. think I'm going to start to get bikini waxed. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do Brazilians because they make me cry 
Um, I too, but I like it. But I, I'm down for the bikini wax because yeah. it does. It's starting to trend south. Mine is trending <laughs> south, <laughs> east, east, west, <laughs> north, all directions. It's a global pandemic down there. Um, and it's like very rogue, you know, yeah. like what, like, yeah, I have a pattern and then there's like a random one that's long and gray, you know, yeah. like halfway between my groin and my knee. Yeah. And I'm like, like, what the fuck are you doing down there? Don't it's like, tell your friends this, to come down there. Is this why older women wear Bermuda shorts? I mean, Does it just get to a point where you're like, screw it. Yeah. Let's I just guess. cover them puppies up. I mean, they're wiry fuckers. Oh I mean, I was God. actually driving the other day and I had granny panties on because laundry and I was wearing like the signature blue Athleta pullover dress that I wear every single day. Yep. yep. To wick sweat away from me. And I was like sitting driving and I had one leg up, you know, on the seat and I saw the gray rogue pubic hair. Oh, on no. like my mid thigh. Did you yank that sucker? I did. I yanked Good. it right out with my nails. Good. I would have done the same thing. But anyway, I know I need to get Brazilians or Sheesh. just fucking laser that shit out, man. Yeah, absolutely. I got to laser my nipples though. I don't know. I can't laser my. Ah. I know. My nipple hair laser is insane. Nipples. Yeah, dude. It's Sheesh. We've talked about. Well, this. what's going on in. Uh... Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've covered if we've covered fur penises and mm. nipple hair, we mm. pretty much covered it all on this podcast. My husband Just kidding. Is a lucky lucky man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, honey. What's um, going on in your neck of the woods? My one of my very good friends from San Diego, who I just love dearly. She's my graphic designer and she she did our logo. Our graphic, yes, our graphic designer. And she does it for my business, too. She is beautiful and funny and kind and wonderful. And she sent me a Trader Joe's box because we don't have a Trader Joe's here. Stop it right now. Mm -hmm. And so she sent me like all these goodies from Trader Joe's. Plus, I'll show you this card, which I have on is my RBG. No. Oh, okay. It's better. Oh, I have it on my bulletin board. <clears throat> oh. My God. I know. So let's describe for the listeners. It's a busty, just mm -hmm. like strong ass Wonder Woman mm -hmm. it, who appears to be in the mouth of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Holding open. Holding it up. Her, the jaws. Open the jaws. And it says you with an arrow pointing to said woman. Mm -hmm. She wrote you with an arrow. Okay. And a black Sharpie. I mean, could I love this more? Could, please describe how it makes you feel it makes me feel invincible Ooh, like and you are just fighting the jaws of life <laughs> yep i am this is the patriarchy and i'm Aww. fighting it yeah and she just knows me so well that she like she, are you I crying just, yes god you are Fuck. such a sap i can't help it <laughs> god damn no, we're going to need a box of tissues for you. Do you ever watch the we'll get back to that because I want to know what you got in the box. But do you ever watch the Hoda and Jenna show? No, I don't. OK, so Jenna Bush cries like 
literally you just could say hi and she'll burst into tears and so they have a guy who's in charge of dropping a kleenex box out of the air that's (laughs) where she cries i need that larry Larry, where's my like yeah kleenex if i ever go on ellen i'll just well it's her last season right now which is so sad it is yes it's her last season well, can you blame her? Sheesh. No, 19 She's years. I mean, good quite for a couple of years, too. Yeah. Okay, so what do we get in the box? I love Trader Joe's. Oh, my God. Okay, well, she, of course, sent, like, all the snacks for the kids. Thank you. You know, like, peanut butter filled pretzels. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the little fruit, whatever, the box for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> and then she sent me, oh, my God, those, like, dried mangoes with the chili. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love, love. And then apparently there's a new product of Trader Joe's, which I haven't known because I haven't been to Trader Joe's in almost two years. Okay. Okay. Um, They're chips, but they're like rolled, tightly rolled tortilla chips dipped in lime and chili. So they're like spicy. Whoa. Oh my God. Heaven. Yes. Like I'm salivating thinking about them. Did you get dark chocolate covered almonds with sea salt? She no, but she sent me the dark chocolate um, bars, like those little bars, and then okay. the, like the Trader Joe's version of the Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you say raisins or peanuts? Uh, neither. Okay. All, almonds. Almonds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Marcy hears what she wants to hear. I do. It's called selective listening. <laughs> And, you know, the corn chips and a couple other delicious things. So, oh, gosh. I what know. a great was, friend. She's amazing. Jocelyn, I love you. Thank you. Shout out Jocelyn. Jocelyn. And she has an amazing, not only is she is an amazing graphic de- designer, but her sister and her own a company called This Girl Walks Into a Bar, where they do um, like private bartending and they're putting out a cookbook, uh, cookbook, cocktail book. Recipe what? Book. Yeah. They're putting out this like amazing recipe book and like something called. Did you know that I'm somewhat of a mixologist? Oh, we. I told her they're gonna send us a box. Oh shit! Hallelujah! Get it out, yeah. And they make like their own margarita mix. I mean, they're amazing. So yes, girl. Yeah, they're gonna send us boxes when it's time. Oh, I can't wait. (sighs) What's going on with you in the Ohio? You know, like literally. Not a lot, which I'm pleased about. Um, Are you guys football fans? Do you watch football? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that reminds me the other <laughs> the other morning. Um, Ellie watches cartoons in the morning, and I Fabulous. turned on the TV, and it was on ESPN. And she goes, "Ellie's like just starting to like explode with birds, right? Oh, like in the last the month, it's, it's the best. so funny." So I turned it on, and she goes, "No." No football. <laughs> no, no football. <laughs> You're dying. Like, okay. I was like, get used to it, sweetie. It's going to be on your whole mm-hmm. life. life um, that's so but cute. yeah, I'm getting excited about fall. I'm not one of those mm-hmm. like girls that's like, I fucking love fall. I want to get fall tattooed on my face. <laughs> I want to marry fall. <laughs> like, I mean, Molly is. Really? Oh, she, yeah. She She's would so be. basic. She, she would yeah. be with she her pumpkin like couple- spice latte. Yes. And she texted yeah. me when it was still 95 degrees and she's like, pumpkin spice lattes came out. I'm like, oh, oh my start with me. God. Yeah. Love her. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about fall. 
I feel like like it's mid-September when we're recording this mm-hmm. and I literally was going to say that it was like July the other day. Like I don't know yeah. Yeah. where summer went. It mm-hmm. felt like it was very short, but I'm I think I'm ready for colder weather. I am. Quote me in four months when I'm like, I'm so over the <laughs> When you're shoveling your yeah. snow-laden driveway. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. I no, actually, put- I did do that. <laughs> you did that last times. year. Yeah. I did. Amazing. I put jeans on yesterday for the first time in like a long time. And how did that feel? Oppressive. Yeah, that's how I feel in a bra. Mm. very yes. impressed <laughs> mm, yes. oh yes. um so i've been doing stitch fix oh they've yes. been sending me boxes yeah. and i've been enjoying it and it's making me i just got a really cute fall sweater with like burgundies and oranges you oh, know that's still so yeah i think i'm looking <laughs> forward to fall we're going to mexico oh, should. Okay. in november for nice. a wedding all Without right. Ellie. <gasps> I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> dun dun dun. Baby number two in the making in Mexico. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say alone time. <laughs> we will see. But I will say that that's on my radar now for the okay. first time. Like mm-hmm. four months mm-hmm. ago, I would have been like, hell. No, clothes ready. And shop. now, like, my ovaries are kind of like hmm. waking up. Let's do, you know, they're just stirring. Yeah. You know, they're just getting ready to pull the goalie. Yeah. I think yeah. that'll be really cool, though, if I'm able to have a baby on this podcast and take <gasps> take everyone with me along for the ride, you oh, know, we can talk about my constipation. Yes. Burning. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I would love that for me. So think about my needs when you and your husband are family planning. Okay. Okay. I will. I, I, I sure will Mars. I sure will. And we appreciate that. Yeah. But other than that, speaking of business as usual. Yes. Business as usual. Speaking Speaking of, speaking of seasonal allergies and and seasonal allergies and babies and and babies. What are we talking talking about? Pee. Peeing when you don't want to want pee. to. Yeah. Like when you're sneezing. Pop and pee. Uh and prolapse. Yep. Prolapse pee. Pop and the pee. The pee pee pee's. <laughs> um uh, we're talking about incontinence mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, which historically has just been like, oh, you're a woman, you've carried a child, mm-hmm. you're just gonna piss yourself mm-hmm. for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Oh. Um and prolapse, which is something that I experienced and was horrendous. Um, Me too. Still have it. Which, like, we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. that we didn't know that these things could happen. But, like, prolapse mm-hmm. was for sure one of them. The mm-hmm. only reason I knew when I was pregnant is because a girlfriend of mine had a really bad prolapse. And I was like, what is that? How do I avoid it? <laughs> what is happening? Did she show you or were, did she just tell you? No, she, no, we were texting and she was just oh. like, she had it worse than me. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, yes, yes. So let me talk about this. <laughs> Allow me to explain. This what is, is your this wheelhouse. Is my 
wheelhouse. So, um, yeah. Why do we leak pee? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, many reasons. So let's just do a quick refresher on the pelvic floor muscles. We talk about these kind of throughout the last, you know, wait, 20. wait, what can I try and name the functions again? There's three Please. functions. There's three sex, right? Um, yes. Reproductive. <laughs> I thought that was no. I'm, wait, what, what do they all start with? They all started with something. See, <laughs> Hmm, if only you knew a pelvic floor PT. <laughs> no, I just want to be right. I want to okay, be what right. What do you mean? Like they you all... me. Okay. So what are the three functions? No. <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. No, I thought it was some sort of alliterative thing. Like there were like three oh. C words or no. like, oh, damn it. No, no, no. All right. Name one. Um, continence. Oh, it's D they are C's. God damn it, Marcy. All right. Just tell me all. Continence support and sexual. So I guess two S's. Okay. I said sex and you gave me a look like I was incorrect. Well, okay. Teacher. (laughs) Okay. So for sex, (laughs) so the muscles around the opening to the vagina have to elongate and relax in order to allow something to go into the vaginal canal for penetrative sex. Okay. They also, the first layer attaches to the side of the clitoris and that helps with like that rhythmic contraction. Showing Whenever you that, say like, rhythmic like, contraction, I get like a little turned on, like just the slightest bit. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, like, Rhythm- I know what that is. Rhythmic. What's it? I like that. I want that to happen to me right now. Marcy um, got really red in the face. I did. Yeah. Maybe you didn't. No, Damn I it. didn't. It's an optical illusion. <laughs> it's the pants. It's the pleats and the pants. Um, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So they help with <laughs> orgasm. And then they also, very professional podcast right now. And then they also help with continence, which is keeping pee and poop and gas in and support because they're at the bottom of our pelvic cavity and they support us up against gravity, holding our pelvic organs. Okay. Check. Recap. What are the three functions, Allison? Support. Mm. Sexual. Yes. Continence. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Correcto mundo. Got it. So when we add um, a pregnancy and a baby on top of these muscles, <clears throat> because they're made up of the same stuff as like your bicep and your quad, it's skeletal muscle. They have to handle a lot of load during pregnancy, right? Because you have a baby that's getting bigger. You have gravity, you have increased fluid, increased blood volume, a placenta, donuts, donuts and and ice cream, (laughs) Um, cheeseburgers, you know, like all of the things. Um, And those, I can't wait to be pregnant again. (laughs) Oh my God. What are you going to have for breakfast every day? (laughs) You're going to be like, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, go. Um, So they have to like do a lot and hold a lot, hold a lot for a long period of time. And then birth, they have to do the opposite. So those muscles have to basically relax and open to the circumference of your pelvic bowl to allow the baby to come out of the vaginal canal. And if there's any sort of tearing or episiotomy done, 
um, or cesarean delivery, that's um, trauma to the tissues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you think about like any other muscle being torn, if you had like a muscle in your shoulder that was torn or, you know, something in your ankle that needed to be repaired, um, those muscles don't just like start working to the same capacity, you know, after six weeks of healing, right. They need like rehab and Mm -hmm. strengthening and manual therapy and scar tissue mobilization and nerve retraining and all of the things. So we tend to leak urine and, or have prolapse after baby because of weakness prolapse and incontinence oftentimes are related. Um, lack of, can I ask a question? Yes, yes, yes. It can start though in pregnancy, right? Cause I remember mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, I had to oh, yeah. close my legs to sneeze and yeah, like, sure. is that more about just like li- literal pressure <clears throat> on your bladder at that point? Yes. Think about load. Right. And there's only a finite <laughs> amount of space in there. Okay. okay. So like you have the baby's head pressing on your bladder squishing it up against your pubic bone. Right. And so your capacity is limited because there's just not enough space for the bladder to really fill. Yeah. Like it would. So that's part of the reason why we pee a lot in pregnancy because it's just, there's no room for like a full, full, full bladder. Um, and then it's like a load issue, right? Like, especially later in pregnancy, you know, you have an eight, seven pound baby, you have a three, four, five pound placenta. You have all of this stuff, you know, on your pelvic floor muscles. And then if you sneeze or cough or like lift something heavy, that's a big increase of downward pressure on yeah. the bladder. Right. And those muscles sometimes are just like, oh, fuck, I can't. It's like, it's too much work. And then a little bit of pee will come out. So that's a different reason than you would leak pee postpartum because you don't have that load there anymore. Correct. In postpartum. Right. You don't have that like active load. However, you have the resulting yeah. sequelae, which could be like weakness, trauma, yeah, tightness. Sometimes people leak urine because the muscles are too tight. Um, scar tissue that's not allowing the muscles to contract the way that they should. So yeah. you can't get like that full range of motion. The pelvic organs are sitting a little bit lower in the vaginal canal because of prolapse. So like the urethra and the bladder are closer together and lower. So they're not like lifted and supported as much. Yeah. Uh, Nerve damage sometimes. Constipation is a big um, factor in leaking too. We always have to treat constipation before we can really treat leaking. Um, And the reason, you know, I've, I've talked to you about this before. Like I think a lot of especially non-birthing persons are like, okay, so you leak a little pee. Yeah. What's the big deal? Like what's the big deal? Yeah. But we can cite study after study, but this specific study um, was done, I think in Canada with 1900 women. So it's a Mm -hmm. large sample size y'all. They evaluated 1900 new moms. Uh, One third had C-sections and they were looking for predictors of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And one of the five strongest predictors was urinary incontinence. Mm. And then another one was fair or poor self-reported postpartum health. So yeah. I would venture to guess that that would include a lot of pelvic floor stuff like constipation, mm-hmm. prolapse, all the things that we pain. I mean, yeah. even just perineal pain, like yeah, at the site of the stitches or yeah, at the site yeah. of the stitches or the repair. I mean, mm-hmm. if your asshole and your vagina 
are constantly hurting. Yeah. And you have to sit down yeah. and like feed a baby and, you know, you can't wear underwear or clothes because the underwear itself hurts, you know, like that's going to take a toll on your mental health. It's the same with like any other sort of chronic or persistent pain, you know, like, yeah. especially if you are having other issues along with like the repair site stuff, like hemorrhoids or anal yep. fissures or, you know, like all that shit that you had to deal with. Yep. I mean, it's like, how can you, you can't get comfortable. You're not sleeping. I mean, everything is just, mm -hmm. and like, I would argue that it's almost worse because, you know, feeling validated and, and having people be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That must hurt so bad or whatever. Like mm -hmm. that just like, it feels good. Right. Right. You yeah. Because you're being listened to. Yeah. And yeah. if someone sees that you have an open wound on your arm, they're like, oh, are you okay? Do you want yeah. me to do that for you? Yeah. But when it's your asshole yeah. or your perineum <laughs> yeah. and people are like, how are you? I want to be like, well, my asshole literally makes me cry every day and it's yeah. making me depressed. Like that's not right. So then you're just sort of like harboring all of this like mm -hmm. pain that you don't feel like you can explain to people right. or that it's just sort of par for the course, you know? Well, yeah. But, and so I have, I have kind of two responses to that. Part of the bigger problem is that it is considered quote unquote par for the course. And that is a problem because what happens is, is that we express these concerns to our medical providers or to people around us, which I did. Yes, which you did. And mm -hmm. not all medical medical providers, like we're going to have an amazing OB on in a couple of weeks who is just, mm -hmm. she is so excited about <clears throat> that. She is chef kisses. But most providers, and I get messages like this all the time, like on social media and emails. Yeah. I mean, somebody just said like, I asked my PT or asked my OB for a PT referral and he rolled his eyes. So okay. it's like, it's like we're, talking about these things and we're asking for help in this very vulnerable place. Right. And the concerns are just completely brushed off. We're not being heard. We're not being validated. We lose our dignity. We're feeling like we're made to be the problem and that we're made to be, you know, too sensitive or whatever, because, because the message is, Oh, well, like, yeah, you just, a baby just came out of your body. Of course, you're going to have pain. Of course, you're going to pee. Of course, you're going to have all these problems. So like when that response comes to us over and over again, we're not going to feel like we can discuss these problems openly or ask for the appropriate help, especially if the people that we're asking for help from are telling us that what we're asking for isn't going to work or they roll their eyes or they say like, why would you even want to do that? You know, it's just like, do you know what I think adds to it too is like how everyone, you know, when you're scared about delivering or whatever and everyone's like, listen, honey, millions mm -hmm. and billions of women have done mm -hmm. this before you, you're going to be fine. And yeah. so then after you're like, okay, so I guess like all the other I'm women the have one. gone through this. Yeah. So like I should be fine. Like, yeah. you know, I'll be yeah. fine. This is normal. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it, like that is the main problem, especially for mental health status, because we feel like, just like you said, like you can't, you can't talk about it mm -hmm. in a way that's helpful because people don't know how to respond to it. And then they respond incorrectly. And the second problem is that it's thought of as just what happens. And so when we're asking for help, 
you know, that it's not as commonplace to be like, yeah, of course that's like a problem and let's figure this out, you know? So I think it's also just that maternity, like maternal care is still just so infant centered. Like it is. And pelvic floor PT is completely centered on the woman. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. obviously you help with, you know, birthing positions and stuff during labor when you're giving labor to your baby. Mm -hmm. But that's like one of the professions that I think is literally just focused on mom. What birthing possession positions help to reduce pain for you. Right. And decrease the risk of pairing for you. Yes. And it's like, yes. And (laughs) I mean, shockingly, like those positions also help with delivery, you know, so it's like form follows function here. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, it's just the way that I, I try to think about this and the way that I want other medical providers and other PTs and moms to think about birth is that, and I've said this a million times, but we need to train for birth. Like we are training for an athletic event Mm -hmm. or a race or a baseball game or whatever. Like we don't put out somebody to pitch a game who's never thrown a baseball. So like, why are we putting women in the position to do this with the only education uh, being like, well, millions of women have been doing it for, you know, thousands of years. Like yep. that's not, what if we said that to like a major league baseball pitcher? Oh, well yeah. there's tons of people that pitch baseball games. Yeah. Like you'll be, fine. you should, you should just innately know how to do this and you'll be a little sore. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And it's true in the sense that like our bodies have evolved to be able to, you know, our pelvises are a different shape and that sort of thing. But like, I don't know. It's just that message is not accurate. I mean, yes, we've evolved to do those types of things, but before like modern science and intervention, there were a lot of deaths in childbirth and things that can go wrong. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So incontinence and prolapse are two kind of of the major things. And in fact, one in three women are, um, have some sort of pelvic floor dysfunction after baby. Yeah. So 30%, 33%, one in three, 33% of women. Yes. Yeah. One in three is a lot. I mean, especially if you think about, you know, when you're in a room with like four of your girlfriends, you know, yeah. somebody's dealing with that. And in fact, I would say it's like, I don't know, probably more than that. Cause that's just reported. No. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of women birthing persons who are experiencing physical ramifications of having babies. And it's not just like in the six week or 12 week time period after it's issues that are lasting lifetimes and usually continuing through, you know, subsequent deliveries. So it's, it's not just like I had pain, you know, for six weeks after I sprained my ankle, it's like, I now have leaking and prolapse forever. Yeah. You know, which is like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, especially because as you get older, you know, we lose bladder function and control anyway. So I mm-hmm. would venture to guess that that just makes it even worse if it it's can. already happening yeah. and you're mm-hmm. getting older mm-hmm. and you've just been dealing with it for years and years. So let's talk about prolapse because okay. I feel like this was confusing for me 
when okay. I went through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and, and I give ta- you all some tips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you and I have talked about it. I think on a pr- pr- previous episode, but I mm-hmm. took a mirror down there. Mm, yes, yes. And I saw a fleshy organ in my mm-hmm. vagina. Like it literally mm-hmm. was blocking my vagina. Like mm-hmm. that was once a cavernous black mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. It was now pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So describe what prolapse is and what organs can prolapse. Okay. So prolapse is where you have a lowering of the pelvic organs into the vaginal canal. So what you saw was not actually your organ. It was the, if it was your bladder, it was the top part of the vaginal wall because the bladder is now kind of like sitting at a a little bit lower and pushing on that anterior wall. So in the PT world, we say that's an interior wall deficit. A bladder prolapse is called a cystocele. Um, and prolapse can happen from lots of reasons, pregnancy, having a baby because we're pushing right. And pushing hard. And that's a lot of downward pressure, which causes the muscles to lengthen and lose their supportive function. And therefore the pelvic organs become less supported and they kind of sag down a little bit lower. Um, so you can have prolapse of your bladder, of your urethra, of your rectum, of your cervix, of your uterus, and you can have something called an enterocele, which is where you have like a portion of your large intestine kind of break through and like prolapse down. Yep. A little bit. Um, so you don't see that in the vagina, but it's like, like there sometimes. Um, so can it, can it happen? And then just like naturally go back up on its own. Um, in my opinion, (laughs) in my opinion, I don't think that our organs will go back quote unquote to the places that they were prior to baby. Okay. I, I do think And there are studies to support this, that with pelvic floor PT, we can see a reduction in prolapse by one grade. So like if you have a grade two, we can go to a grade one and if you have a grade one, we can kind of go up. But what we tend to see kind of on their own with no intervention in some women, not all, but in some women, we tend to see maybe the prolapse kind of staying stable, but not necessarily being symptomatic. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Like you can have a prolapse and not experience any dysfunction. Like prolapse doesn't automatically equate with problems. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it does, Mm -hmm. but like in physical therapy or in the courses and the virtual sessions that we do, we can treat the prolapse conservative conservatively with therapy and get it to the point where it's more supported and lifted. So you're not leaking, you don't feel it and it doesn't get worse, but you might still see it, but like functionally it's not a problem. Yeah. And you can still do these kind of like high level activities, you know, like lifting or having another baby or whatever the hell you want to do. Sex. Sex. Yeah. But something will fit in there. Yes. Something will fit in there. And prolapse usually doesn't hurt. It's not like a pain issue. I felt like my 
vagina was falling out of me. Like I yeah. felt like a pressure, a heaviness. Yeah, you feel like heaviness or like a bulge or yeah. It was like very disconcerting. Yeah, for me As- especially think- when like you've never felt anything like that before down there, and you now you're like yeah. suddenly aware. Yeah, and like, I think it was fuck? because I was already functioning at a high level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I was in chronic pain, mm-hmm. so that. Like had I had like a quote unquote normal experience, very low anxiety, no pain, everything was going swimmingly, I would probably have been like, huh, it's kind of uncomfortable, but it'll go away. But I was fixated on it. Yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Every time I walked, I imagined it like getting lower and lower. Yes, yes, yes. So yes I yes, felt yes. like I needed to like put my legs up on a wall to like right. counteract the gravity. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I was fixated on it yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a common tale. I, f- I feel like especially, um, especially if, I mean, the thing that's so interesting about the, your vagina and your vulva is that like we never really pay that much attention to it except for like sex and periods and that sort of thing we're not ever being like oh i'm gonna kind of preemptively like see what my pelvic floor looks like and see what like I, you know it's like you just don't know to do those things nor do you need to most of the time well, you know and i think a lot of women avoid their vagina sure and like general society isn't like right like they're- i feel like looking at your own vagina is almost like weird people be like why are you Involved. looking at your vagina like right Right, right. Or your vulva. Like exploring yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like everything is revolving around it with baby. Yes. Right. It's like so so I think it's it's disconcerting sometimes too, because we don't, it's like a new thing that we're looking at and we're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, is my labia supposed to look like this? Did my labia look like this before? Like, what am I pairing? I'm like, what is this piece of tissue here? And you know, it's like it's hard because we don't know what it was like before necessarily. And again, these are your organs. Where do a lot of people see vulvas? Porn. Porn when they're surgically altered, bleached. bleached and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a whole other fucking yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think when you're when you're discussing this area and you're, I mean, these are like your body organs. I mean, this is, this can be very scary for a lot of moms. Like, is there something seriously wrong? You know, what the fuck is this? What am I looking at? What does this mean? I mean, I've had so many moms come to me just like in tears being like, am I ever going to be able to have a baby again? Mm -hmm. Like is what's falling? Is my body falling out of me? Do I have to have surgery? Like what the, what the hell is happening? And so much of that fear and stress and anxiety can go away if we just educated moms when they were pregnant about what that might be looking like and what to do about it. So they weren't like, so you're not just like being like, what the fuck is coming out of my vagina? I mean, like, how would you have felt if during pregnancy in your childbirth class that you like somebody like public property was like, okay, like, here's some things to look out for, you know, this is what you can do. Call here's me what it actually see. looks like. Here's what it looks it's like. A picture. Right. And like, look like, call me if you experience yeah. XYZ at this time frame. Like, do you yep. think that would have helped your mental health? Oh my God. Absolutely. Right. I absolutely. mean, it's so fucking easy to like, to prepare women. I don't understand why we're not doing it. And then when you ask questions about it, it's just like, well, yeah, that's your bladder. They're so flippant about it. It's and so the, maddening. Another thing too is 
you know, the reason postpartum anxiety rates are really high is because we're already in a state of hypervigilance, like biologically, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we are more attuned to smells, to mm-hmm. lights, to mm-hmm. sounds so that we can take care of our baby. Mm-hmm. And so when we're already in that state, mm-hmm. then we're hyper aware of things that are happening in our body and we're right. panicking and Googling about our own body, mm-hmm. just like we do at night with the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, is this okay if his poop right. is a right. greenish hue or like, you with know, seeds yeah, yeah or like whatever it is that we Google. And so then we're yeah. doing that about our own shit that's happening because I we know. don't know. I know. I feel like we know more about what happens to babies than we do about our own bodies. Oh, 100 fucking 100 percent. Yes. There's way more information on that. Way more information. And the thing that's like maddening, maddening to me as a professional, too, is that there's a lot of like people out there on the Internet who are not trained or experts to be like talking about this shit. And, you know, and that's it's really hard to navigate. And I feel like they prey on moms because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like all fear based and it's all, you know, and it's not like here are things to do. This is what we need to look at. Here's like these resources to help you. It's like, don't do this ever. Or your vagina is going to fall out and you'll mm-hmm. never be able to move again. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what the, okay. This is not fucking true. And second, like, why are you scaring all these moms who are already like having to figure this shit out on their own? Like I, I read some article somewhere that was like, one of the problems with postpartum care is that moms are having have assumed the role now of like their own medical provider and they're having to figure all this shit out on their own and like diagnose themselves and treat themselves. And that never goes well. Right. It never goes well. Yeah. Because who like wants to go to the doctor with a two week old when they're having anxiety about leaving yeah. the house in general to go have 100%. their doctor look at their vagina, like, and no. then tell them that it's fine. Yeah. And be like, it's not fine. I don't feel normal. This is not what it looked like before. This is not normal for me. And then have them being told over and over again, it's totally healed. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Like that's fucking not right. I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah. <sighs> Getting heated. Take, take a breath. I'm getting, I'm getting, take a breath, you know, getting a little heated. Yeah. Um, So what are some tips for prolapse? Because Mm -hmm. like in my case, if I didn't have the resources and the knowledge Mm -hmm. to know about pelvic floor PT, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. very well could have just, I called my OB. I talked to the nurse Mm -hmm. and she said, oh, that's probably your bladder. Don't worry, it'll go back. Was the advice that I received? Mm. She, she, this is a teaching moment for me and that nurse. Send her my information. So, what can? Because you know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. There are slight mm. prolapses that don't really require PT. Okay. Like PT yeah, is always sure. a good idea. However. Yeah. Sometimes they do heal on their own and they do mm-hmm. go back up, so to speak. Or so regain what would you function. tell a, what would you tell a mom who yeah, sees that? Like I think that's another good good point is yeah, you know, just because you see it there, she she didn't say that. You know, if she yeah, yeah, been yeah. like, 
oh, honey, I know it's really scary to see that, but as long as it doesn't hurt and you don't feel heaviness, like it's totally normal and you'll be able to have sex again and all is good. So give us your tips, Dr. Marcy. Yeah. A couple of tips. So, um, we do see a little bit of a change, you know, like once we kind of get further out from having a baby and once we start to see like, like hormone regulation, right. Cause remember from previous episodes, we talk about estrogen and how that helps kind of like plump and make the tissue robust. So sometimes it becomes like a non-issue for some women, especially if it's like functioning fine and it's no problem. However, some things to think about with prolapse and leaking kind of right off the bat are to really try to get pooping under control as much as possible in terms of like lots of hydration, um, you know, fibrous food, stool softeners, mineral oil suppositories, like anything that you need to do to decrease the amount of like really aggressive pushing. Okay. Mm -hmm. With like a closed throat or a closed glottis to like get that poop out, you know, Bristol stool scale. We talk about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Like you, we, you want to try to get your poop like bulked and everything coming out at once with as little pushing as possible. And that's a habit that you should be adopting for like healthy bowel habit habits, like throughout your life. So, yeah. you know, feet up on a stool, open mouth, breathing, gentle pushing, you know, lots and lots of fluid, especially if you're breastfeeding, you know, anything you need to do to like get that poop to slip out. That's really important. Um, Something that if the nurse had looked at my chart and seen that I had constipation, maybe she would have. Yes. Yeah. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times if there's like a rectocele where your rectum is prolapsed a little bit, it will be more evident to you visually when there's poop in there. (laughs) So like, you know what I mean? Cause like you can see it. Oh Yeah. So, um, oh, I see because a poop is like pushing up against. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I feel vaginas, I'll feel poop in there. I'm like, oh yeah, poop in here. You got to like, let's try to go poop, you know? Cause like that's, (laughs) get that out of there. Um, so like that's good. Excavate that. Let's go excavate. And like, that's something to keep in mind too. You know, like when you're standing and when you're tired at the end of the day, you'll notice a little bit more, right? Yes. So pooping is super important not pushing super important tip. Number two would be to think about how you're like lifting and how you're carrying things. And you need to make sure that you are not holding your breath and not bearing down when you're lifting that car seat, when you're lifting your diaper bag, when you're holding a toddler and wearing a newborn and that you're keeping what I call the foundation engaged, which is your pelvic floor, your lower abs and your ribs. Okay. And I teach this in my courses too. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is, um, something you can do kind of throughout the day. That's a lifelong habit to support and instead of push down. Okay. So proper breathing, body mechanics, little, little, little changes throughout the day, make a huge difference. And it's not something that you have to be like, Oh, I had to get down on the floor and do 30 minutes of like boring ass PT exercises. It's really more about functional stuff. Cause that's where we have to support as much as possible. Right. So pooping, body mechanics with, uh, lifting and breathing. Mm -hmm. And then the third tip would be, um, supportive garments can be very, very helpful. I'm a big fan of like postpartum recovery undies, like Monty body has some, um, there's a company out of Australia, another company out out of Australia that I really like called SRC and they have postpartum uh, compression shorts, undies and leggings, um, which like go up 
like yeah. over up over the belly and it's compression that comes up this way. And there's like a gusset, like a perineal support there. So that gives you a little bit of external support. Um, there's also another company owned by a PT. Her name is Suzanne out of the Bay area. Um, Bay Obey, Bay Obey maternity. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen that. Yeah. I like them too. She has a lot of like really great products for that as well. And she's a pelvic floor PT. So um, not like the abdominal compression that squeezes you like a corset. Cause that's yeah. going to put pressure down and increase prolapse and pressure. Yeah, we want floor. it to, you want up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then of course, um, I would say like biggest tip would be getting my courses, my postpartum course all like helps all with prolapse and incontinence and abdominal I can't strength. wait to do that when I have my next baby. Uh, it's going to be life-changing. Yep. And so many mamas have been in there and they're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Why didn't I know about this with the first one? Yeah. And second, like, I don't even feel my prolapse anymore. And I'm like, yeah. no. And it's like so easy. It's just shit that you do throughout the day. So, um, but you can do all of those things like right after delivery. You don't have to wait until the six week mark because yeah. it's, it's not like exercise per se. It's like proper moving and mechanics. And we teach this in pre- during pregnancy. Yeah. So, you're, so it's already like dialed in. Same thing for leaking. Oh, I wish I would have known about like compression things mm-hmm. and like it's because it already feels like a lot yeah. when you're postpartum taking care of baby. And so it's yeah. really easy to just say fuck it and not take care right. of yourself. But totally. if you can 100%. do easy things like wear some compression pants and, and they're comfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to say from like a mental health standpoint, and I want to get your take on this too, is that dealing with pain and incontinence and prolapse and stuff after baby can feel very isolating. Mm-hmm. Okay. And birthing persons and mamas tend to avoid things that they usually would like to do because they're afraid of making the prolapse worse. They're afraid of peeing their pants and they're afraid of increasing pain. Yep. So what happens is that we get into this kind of like downward, downward spiral of isolation, fear avoidance behaviors, depression, lack Mm -hmm. of social support, lack of physical exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that exercise has a protective effect in the brain, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. not able to even like go for a walk or go to the gym or do what you like to do because you're peeing, you have prolapse and you have pain, then you lose more identity of yourself. You're missing out on the physical benefits of exercise, the social component of going out with friends. So there really is this like, cycle. Well, I have personal experience with that yeah, for sure. Talk about it, please. Because talk about it, Allison. <laughs> because, and it's so like, like these little tiny things that you wouldn't even expect that add up. So like, I was really hesitant to go on walks Mm -hmm. even, you know, four or five, six weeks out because I had that heaviness Mm -hmm. and because I, and like my husband, you know, not his fault, not blaming him or anything, but he was very pressuring Mm -hmm. to me to like get out and do something. Yeah. Because if I had a quote unquote normal delivery and everything was fine. It is good to get outside to go like, you know, he had, he had all the good intentions, but I felt so much shame because Mm. I felt like he thought I was just being like a wimp or like, 
you know, and I'd be like, yeah. I, I don't want to go like, no, like, no, yeah. I don't want to go. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because like, yeah. it's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. And if I could have said, no, I have a grade two prolapse. And my doctor said that I need to do X, Y, and Z. He would have been like, okay, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Right. I just said, it feels like my bladder is in my vagina. That's all that right. I can tell you. And it's really right. uncomfortable. Right. So I think there was, especially because I'm a really active person. Right. I exercised my entire pregnancy. I thought I was going to be like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Weeks mm-hmm. Later on the treadmill, no, I'm right. just kidding. but like, you know, I expected a, yeah. a fairly easy recovery because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that that, and, you know, I'm a perfectionist, which is mm-hmm. a risk factor for depression and anxiety to begin with. Um, it's my fault. I should be doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, like without a shadow of a doubt, that had an effect on a person who is very in tune with their emotions in tune with, you know, my needs. I have a really supportive partner and that's still still happened. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good point. And I haven't really thought about that before, but this goes back to the education piece too, about how like our partners need to know what's going on and what could potentially happen. So So they're prepared about it. And we've talked about this too. And like how my husband was like, yeah, it would be really great for partners and husbands like to, to, to know like, oh, by the way, like your wife and the person that you love is going to be like crying every day at five. Yep. Gonna be like waddling around with ice in her mesh underwear for two weeks. She's like, not going to want you to touch her. She's going to like have night sweats. Like he's like, I didn't fucking know about any of that shit. He's like, I just like, he didn't even know that you had to wait six weeks, six weeks before sex. You know, he was like, why? Like, and not from like being like a man, you know, but he was just like, I don't understand. And like when, even when we did our childbirth class, he was like, oh, you can, you can have a baby on other positions than your back. Like he just didn't. He's like, how would I know that? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a great point. How would you know that if like somebody doesn't teach you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that it's the partner education piece is so important too. So they know what to do to support you. And like, Mm -hmm. that's really how mamas and birthing persons like are not going to be left behind is if we are helping partners and people that are going to be taking care of them, like have realistic expectations and knowledge, you know, like maybe not push you to go for a walk if you're afraid that you're going to pee everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or anyways, say, you know, babe, we, we talked to the doctor and she said it, it isn't going to make it worse. Right. So if you can stand the discomfort, I think maybe getting some sunshine would be right. You know, it's like risk benefit. Right. hundred percent. And just being there with you on the journey, you know, but there is this connection between, you know, mental health and isolation and public and depression and anxiety that's connected to pelvic floor stuff. So it's not just treating the pee, right? Mm -hmm. It's treating so much more than that. But like if moms are at the top of the hierarchy, right? Like how her mental and physical health are and what her postpartum experience is like, is going to affect a lot of people. So yeah, proper postpartum care, proper birth prep. It's not just about proper prenatal education. Yeah. It's not just for about, postpartum things yeah. that can happen. Yeah. I mean, anyways, Whew. so 
that's off pregnant. our off our soapbox we go. Yeah. But so that's prolapse and incontinence. Um, it's Im- it's important for moms mm-hmm. to know. Have your partners listen. Have your pregnant mamas listen. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And it's not going to scare them. It no. won't scare them. I promise. You want to right. know what I was thinking? Yeah, we'll end on this. Okay. I was thinking how you know, there's this movement about like postpartum care and like letting moms know and you and I are up here and we're, you know, telling our, our stories that are obviously emotionally charged because they happened to us and we were caught off guard. But imagine if people were given this information in a format, like a child birthing class, like when you take a child birthing class, you don't have moms telling you like, this is what happened with the epidural and oh my God. Like it's a very, you know, it's factual. It's telling you just what the options like, and you don't need moms going, I need everyone to know about prolapse because this is how it affected my life and my relationship. Right. Like, yes, that can be jarring, but if you just hear it from a health provider Mm-hmm. And they say it can happen, but here's what we can do. Mm-hmm. That's going to be way less scary. Way less scary. That's basically like what my entire birth prep course is. Yeah. And that's hopefully you and I actually come through and create this master yeah. course master. that we have in mind. <laughs> mastermind. Oh my God. I know. I mean, it's just, <sighs> I mean, I teach people in that course how to poop after a baby. The yeah, first poop I in the hospital. I, I know. I wish I knew. Well, send us your stories. Yeah. Ask us questions about prolapse or incontinence. No yeah. mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. I need to take our own advice and do your course because I just blew my nose during our podcast and I peed a little bit. So oh, yeah. Okay. Get in. Help, help me out, sister. <laughs> I help you. I help you in your vagina. Um, <laughs> I know. I noticed my cut. Mine started to come back a little bit when I had that like three week cough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to go. I had to go back to basics and get my my vagine regime, y'all. <laughs> my vagine regime. It's good now. Though. The down uh, there doc. Go buy her courses. They're incredible. Oh, and if you're struggling with postpartum anxiety or depression, hit me up. Listen, I wish I had Allison. We're the dream team, really for postpartum care. I mean, it doesn't get better than us. (laughs) It really doesn't. (laughs) It really doesn't. Uh, About that. Well, thanks for sharing my serum. A wealth of knowledge. You are too. And uh, from clit to crown. From clit to to crown. crown, Y'all. We got you covered. Okay. Subscribe, download. See you next time. See you you next time. And And MLB. And MLB. The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, 
two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress, and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's NMLB20 at www.thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. See you in there.